This is Star Wars Action News, hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. Helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Action News. This is Marjorie. This is Arnie. Happy to be back. Hope everybody's doing well. We're excited for this special episode because we have coming up a Hasbro Roundtable interview. But to kick off the show, we are happy to have a exclusive Hasbro Black Series figure reveal. We are going to reveal that there is going to be Wrecker from Bad Batch hitting the 6-inch Black Series. Yeah, we knew that... Hunter and Crosshair from the Bad Batch are going to be shipping out probably next month. And the Bad Batch series coming a little later this year. Not quite sure when, but Hasbro is continuing to build out their Bad Batch with Wrecker. He's pretty cool looking, actually. I, I like the box. It's got some nice art on the sides. He's well packed. Looks like he comes with a removable helmet. I can't tell if it's a removable helmet or an interchangeable head for the helmet. Yeah. But I love the design of the helmet. Yeah, he's got a good helmet. Yeah, he's got his trademark knife, uh, blaster, and the backpack has incredible paint detail on it with the blue and red lights, the red stripes, the Bad Batch symbol on the back there. And I love what they did with the head sculpt. The Tamura Morrison kind of likeness with a bit of a crazy grin. Yeah, but he kind of looks like a little bit like Mr. Mr. Clean. <laughs> a little bit of Mr. Clean had lost an eye in battle. Yeah. Well, cleaning is rough, yo. <laughs> now, what Hasbro's Eric Frainer, product designer on the Star Wars team, said was, they worked hard to make sure all the colors match the previously released figures so that they look like a cohesive group. And since this is based on the animated Clone Wars series or the spinoff Bad Batch series... They developed a more realistic approach to his portrait while still maintaining the style of the show. I think, you know, it looks like they did a really good job, and I'd say Bad Batch or the New Republic Commandos. I think so, or the new Skittles clones. I'm still holding on to my Skittles clones, because they're all specialized and color-coded for ease. Yeah, I did love the Episode 2 armor, still do. I, th I think the Phase 1 clones are my favorite armor of clone, but yeah. the way these are all gray and just kind of match together and with so much new Star Wars coming out between the various television series that are announced and then movies coming back in a couple of years. I'm glad Hasbro's getting ahead of this one versus having to try to go back and find a way to slot these in after people demand them. Kind of a, you know, a, a, almost like a movie line of figures for the TV show. So that's good. Now, this is a larger than average clone. This is going to be a deluxe figure. $30 coming out this fall. So when you think about the deluxe figures they've done, Zeb, Jar Jar, Grievous, this is going to be along the lines of the heavy infantry Mandalorian as compared to the smaller figures of Hunter and Crosshair. But this goes up for order now at Hasbro Pulse, Amazon, Best Buy, Big Bad Toy Store, and Entertainment Earth, and is expected to ship this fall. And thanks to Hasbro for letting us be a part of today's big fan site product reveal. Yeah, it's really exciting. I love it when they do these things. And also, last week we got a chance to sit down and talk to Hasbro, specifically about their Lucasfilm 50th anniversary line. Because 
I have questions. Like, where is my Robert Duvall figure since we're celebrating the 50th anniversary of THX 1138? Well, we got a chance to talk with Eric and Patrick on the Star Wars team, and I just do want to put it out there. We were instructed to pre-submit questions and to stick to topics of the 50th anniversary line. So if you wonder why I didn't ask a couple more hardball questions, it's because those were the instructions that I was given, and I stuck to them. But there is some good information here. I got a chance to do this with several other fan sites, some friends of ours, and I did go off script for the last question. So hopefully you enjoy this interview. Uh, so for those of you who don't know me, uh, welcome. My name is Patrick. I'm on the marketing team for the Star Wars fan team, and I will just apologize. It seems like the sun is kind of coming in at the wrong angle, so I'll try to dodge the rays for those who are recording so that it doesn't look terrible. Uh, and uh, my name's Eric. Uh, I'm on the design side uh, for the Star Wars Black Series. Cool. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, again, we want to spend as much time as we can uh, talking Star Wars products. So we will dive right in. Uh, and our first question will come from Volker. How's it going, Volker? Yeah, not too shabby. How about you? <laughs> Can't complain too much. <laughs> hopefully 2021 is better than 2020. Yeah, hopefully. How's <laughs> family? Uh, they're doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, first question. Um, it's good to see that you finally started doing the uh, 96 and the vintage collection. There's some confusion about the sticker, the uh, 50 years logo from Lucasfilm. And we were wondering, is this a sticker? Is this printed on? Can the location be moved? Or uh, And uh, will we see a future product uh, beyond 2021 with this uh, logo? Yeah, so I'll kind of answer those questions, uh, try to or answer them in order. Uh, so the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary, we're super excited about it. It is kind of here in 2021 since that's the 50th anniversary. We don't expect it to go, you know, maybe some product will slip over into 22, but we uh, it's basically a 2021 thing. Uh, in terms of the logo, uh, it is printed on the original 96 uh, on some of the product, like I think the Phantom Menace product. It's a sticker on a, the blister. That's basically a conversation we had kind of for each of the lines. Uh, with the Black Series figures, because they're larger, uh, there's just more room for a sticker. We experimented with the placement of a sticker on the uh, bubble for the Vintage Collection, but in kind of keeping with the precedent for what that sticker size and placement should be, uh, basically it covered too much of the figure. Uh, so we worked it into the design. Um, and I know just for myself, kind of as I look through my collection, obviously like, there's different promotions, there's different events that go on. And so I kind of, I, I like that they're they're part of an overall kind of design uh, aesthetic, but that there's also kind of these milestones throughout the years of, you know, I can mark the passage of time and see which events and promotions were happening. So, so we like it. Uh, those figures are, are shipping, uh, but, you know, as always, you know, let us know what you think and, you know, we'll read uh, the site and read the comments and uh, put it through Google Translate in your case. Uh, and, uh, you know, certainly we can pivot for the future. I think it would probably would have looked better if you moved it like on top of the card, like um, you did like the Boba Fett mail-aways and stuff, like put it right on the image and maybe as a sticker. So everybody would have an option like keep it or take it off. <laughs> yeah. It's not saying it's not looking bad, but, you know, people are different. So it gets tricky with low tax stickers because sometimes then they fall off in transit. And so there's kind of considerations there as well. We also know fans love the film outs. And so, you know, we talked about whether or not to obscure those. So so it's all a balance. OK, thanks. Absolutely. All righty. Mark from Fanthatrax. Hello, everyone. Uh, Hello. Question. This is from Mr. Booker. He asked me to ask this question. You all know, Matt. Buckle uh, up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get ready. Uh, what's, it's a very simple one. What is the estimated time from pipeline to reveal? 
So it's, it's going to be a bit um, just different uh, case by case basis. If we continue to do these, it seems like we've been getting really good response for the pipeline stuff. So it's just going to be a case by case basis on each figure that we decide to do this with in the future. Um, so at least for, for the pipeline reveals that we had on the live stream this last time, um, we can pretty much say that most of those will be in either 2021, later in 2021, or potentially in early 2022. Um, so that that is generally around-ish the timeline, um, and it'll be case by case for each one. Super. Cool. All righty. Arnie from Star Wars Action News. Hey, Arnie. Hello. Good to see you again. You too. Uh, a good number of the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary figures you announced in the live stream are store exclusives, Best Buy, Walmart, and such. And over the past year, there seems to have been more demand than supply for similar exclusives. And I know you can't discuss specific production numbers, but are adjustments being made in production to meet this demand? Yeah, it's interesting. We, we had a similar question on uh, one of the other interviews. Uh, we've said in the past, like development timeline for a figure is 12 to 18 months. Uh, and there's also a timeline similar to that kind of for, for making pivots to the business, if that makes sense. So, you know, obviously we've, we've all been with Star Wars for many years, even in the past five years, like there's, there's just been a change in the business back and forth now. Um, and so I think, you know, we certainly never want to, you know, flood, flood the market with product. Uh, basically, we're all on the same page in wanting, you know, everyone who wants one of these figures to get it. it it's finding that balance. And obviously, as kind of, you know, new things happen, like the Mandalorian game steam season two was amazing. Like it just takes some time to react to that. Uh, so we're, we're definitely reacting to it. Again, we all want the same thing. We all want everyone who wants one of these figures to have them. And so I think you will see some changes in the coming months. Great. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. Uh, David from Endor Express. Hi, guys. Good morning. It's early here morning. on the West Coast, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or uh, my question is regarding the episode one fiftieth anniversary. Uh, Jar Jar Binks comes with an accessory. Didn't come one with one back in the old days, but this is the second Qui Gon release that doesn't have a cloak. Are we ever going to get a Black Series Qui Gon with the full kind of outfit? I know you're you're probably trying to go with the original release look, but since you gave Jar Jar an accessory, I was wondering how hard it was to give. You know. Yeah, it was. It was one of those things, at least with uh, with Jar Jar. Um, it it would it we know that that original release didn't come with it. It, it would feel strange if it didn't come with any accessory. Um, and that's that's part of the reason why we had it in there. And it's always one of those things where um, it, it's it's tough for us when we do release a character that we either can't come up with accessories or the original one didn't. It, it feels like um, you're, you're getting a lesser product because you can't like pose with it out of the gate, stuff like that. Um, and to your point on the Qui-Gon, it, it, that original release didn't have the soft goods. Um, and unfortunately, soft goods is one of those things that does increase the price quite a bit. Um, we have the Mace Windu with the soft goods. Um, but it, it can get to be very expensive when you have multiple characters in, in a in a collection um, that, that kind of has uh, that execution. So we, we kind of have to pick and choose where where we do that execution and who we give um, certain accessories to or what we choose to potentially omit kind of moving forward just because it, it, it can be expensive um, to be able to do some of those things. Cool. Awesome. All right, back to the top with Volker. All righty. 
back to the 96. <laughs> yeah. So the 96 are Walmart exclusives in the US. And um, I followed up with, uh, or actually I read up um, on what was going on in the US regarding the incinerator trooper and the Mandalorian. And there seems to be problems with distribution. Are you going to expect problems again? Or is this going to be addressed with Walmart? Yeah. It's going to be better for the US? Yeah, no, this has been, you know, obviously we addressed it on the live stream. It's been, it's been a frequent question on the interviews we've done this morning. So, so we're definitely aware of it. Um, you know, I'll say we, we feel the same frustration. And I know that's easy for us to say, but it is true. Like, we are all fans of Star Wars, and, and many of us are fans of other brands at Hasbro as well, not just the brand that we work on. And so, you know, in many cases, we're, we're literally going through the exact same process as, as you all, you know, waiting for an item to go on pre-order of a brand we don't work on, you know, seeing how it comes in the mail. And so I, I will just say, like, we definitely hear and feel that same frustration. Um, I'll say, generally speaking, we're, we're definitely aware of some of the recent issues, and we are discussing kind of that process, uh, both internally and with our partners. Um, and I'll say kind of speci one specific action we took, because I know it's easy to say, yeah, we're working on it. Like one specific thing we did, obviously, was on the live stream on the 29th, not all of the products that we revealed were available for pre-order. And that's because in all cases, we didn't feel confident that the pre-order experience would be a smooth one for you guys, the fans. And so, you know, we'll continue to do that moving forward. If we don't think the pre-order will be a positive experience, we will, you know, wait and do it later when we think we can make it a smooth experience. Or there are some items that maybe we just won't have a pre-order for, and they'll go on sale, you know, once they uh, their on-shelf date comes both in-store and online, and it'll be like it used to be. So I, I think we all like pre-orders for the reasons we talked about in the live stream. Uh, but if they're if they're causing more frustration than benefit, then they don't make sense to do. So I think, again, we're continuing to look at it and talk about it. We'll take other actions if we think they're helpful. Uh, but again, our goal is not it, it doesn't benefit us at all to have that frustration. It hurts us as well. Um, and so we're, we're working to alleviate that in the future. OK, thanks. Absolutely. All righty, Mark, back to you. Back to me. Um, it was noticed that the the blaster on the vintage collection layer Endor figure uh, wasn't the right one. Will that be corrected in future releases? Um, so at least for the moment on on this release, uh, it, it's too late to affect it on this current release. It's it's uh, already in production, unfortunately. Um, if, if we are to ever revisit that character, that would be definitely top of the list of something to correct. Um, obviously moving forward, we, we don't want to release a character that feels incomplete or incorrect, um, especially when it doesn't necessarily pay homage to past releases. So um, if we do go to revisit that, um, that would be something that would be top of mind. Thank you. No problem. Cool. Arnie, back to you. Uh, kind of building on David's question there, you know, we at Star Wars Action News love Jar Jar, can't get enough Jar Jar, very excited to see him on the Phantom Menace retro card back, but given that he was just released as a deluxe figure with more accessories than the carded version, and he's, you know, somewhat of a controversial character, why release two versions of him in such close proximity? So, it, it's... Uh partially because we're a little bit limited in what characters we have to pick from for phantom menace like a celebration of phantom menace uh, at least in the black series um it, it, we we were very lucky in the sense that we got jar jar out when we did so that we had him ready to go for this uh lucasfilm 50th anniversary um 
and we pretty much uh, we already did the uh, Darth Maul and Obi Wan Kenobi last year. We pretty much did the other ones that we had direct access to um, that that made sense not only for original releases but also characters um, that we have molds of that that make sense for this item. Um, in, in terms of Jar Jar in such close proximity, it, it just felt like a good time to do him just because there are a lot of people that are like my age like i grew up with jar jar and i'm very nostalgic for him knowing that he is a controversial character that character was honestly made for like kids like me when i went to go watch it that they love it we're finding that there's been a lot more love for the prequels and for jar jar in particular um and it was one of those things where we just we felt like if we did a phantom menace celebration it would kind of feel weird if we didn't have him in the collection. So that it, it was kind of all of those things coming together as to, to why we included him. Yeah, I think also we, do, we just know that like some fans love those kind of throwback packages, some like the kind of modern black series packaging. And so we've done it before with the Tuscan Raider and Vader in 2017. Uh, you know, last year we did it with, uh, I believe uh, Luke Snowspeeder pilot and Vader uh, and also Luke uh, Dagobah, kind of in both stylings. And so we just want to make kind of both packaging options available to fans. Yeah, and the retro packaging looks very cool, but just wanted to ask, so thank you. Yep, Absolutely. no problem. Yep. All right, David, you're up You're up next, finishing right, our second so, round. <laughs> so the Walmart um, Vintage Collection exclusives are coming out. Will there be any kind of related vehicles that go with it, you know, like an ATST vehicle again, or, you know, other ancillary products that kind of tie into it? Because sometimes there's like, you know, products that come out, but there's no figures to go with it. But just wondering if you guys are playing more with, you know, different releases and what's related. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the ATST driver is kind of intended to, to fill that slot in the original 96. Uh, but it's a, it's a good point about vehicles. You know, obviously can't can't reveal anything uh, right here. Um, you know, although someday we should we should plan a, a surprise reveal for for these fan site interviews. Uh, but basically, obviously, like we know that vehicles are a key part of the fan business. Obviously, they are a key part of Star Wars, uh, and so we'll continue to see uh, vehicles in the line uh, in the future. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, back to you, Volker. And back to distribution problems, um, this time with Amazon. So as soon as you announced the Amazon exclusives, I went online, tried to order them. And two of those frees were able to purchase from Amazon.com in the US and they would ship internationally. And the Obi-Wan was kind of locked. And uh, as soon as it became available, it said it wouldn't ship to Germany. So I had to mm -hmm. go to Amazon uh, UK in order to get the Obi-Wan. And there's also like an issue with the Mandalorian speeder bike, which came with a shipper and without a shipper. And um, so anyway, you can have some influence on Amazon as well, like to let them know what collecting is about and basically make them available. I mean, three, two out of three are not available to ship international. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've, we've gotten some other questions on some of the other interviews. And I, I think the key here is we, we, I look back at the numbers, like we, we've definitely made progress at getting exclusives available uh, to international markets beyond the US. I think I think part of it is pre-order timing, like pre-order, we've been doing it for a year and a half or so, uh, but it's still somewhat new, especially kind of going global. And so to this specific example, I did touch base with our Germany team. Uh, those pro, uh, products are all going live this week in Germany. 
Uh, there was kind of an issue with the retailer in Germany that we addressed, but they are going there. There were some other questions in some other interviews about some other products. And again, there was a delay. Um, so basically, we're, we're, we're committed to getting the figures there. Uh, in some cases, they might not be available for pre-order immediately, kind of when they are in the US. But that, is, uh, that is the main problem. I'm sorry if I interrupt you there. The, can you improve the communication between Hasbro, be, between those different departments? Because it makes no sense if, uh, for example, you guys show uh, on the live stream what's going to be available, what, you can, mm -hmm. what can be pre-ordered and everything, and we're on the loop not knowing where to order it. Then that, that is not helping anybody. And if we're waiting like two, three, four weeks, or people miss their deadline, mm -hmm. or the department missed the deadline to order the stuff to get it over into this market here, um, somebody else is doing the business, and somebody else is not going to get what they want to buy in order. Yeah, no, it's definitely something we can look into. Again, kind of there's a balance. I, I don't think we would want to on the live stream kind of list out for every product, kind of every market, because you know beyond the U.S. and U.K. and Germany, there there's just a lot of markets that we know there are fans. Uh, but you're right, like it's certainly something we can look into getting that communication out somehow. Awesome, thank you. Absolutely. Um, all right, Mark, you're up. Hey, um, having seen prices rise on basic figures that you would imagine wouldn't go out of production, for example, Din Djarin, the, the Mandalorian, would have you got more on order for that figure in Vintage Collection and Black Series to meet that high demand? And are you talking specifically about kind of any uh, Mandalorian Dinjarin figure in the vintage collection? Or yeah, of course, there's a few, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think really for a figure like he's the best example because he's yeah. so hot at the moment. But you know, yeah. those kind of figures when you see the the secondary market prices going up and so, yep. uh, is there a hope of uh, putting them more in uh, more in production? Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously we do these through a few different ways. One is if a product is recent enough, we can just rerun it and put more quantities out there. Obviously, if it's a little older, you know, we have ways to bring it into back into the Black Series through the archive, uh, into the vintage collection and some of our mainline slots or specialty waves. Uh, specifically with the Mandalorian, I think we said this last year with the Razor Crest. Uh, like we know, obviously the Razor Crest launched, you know, several months earlier. Uh, the Mandalorian in his uh, episode one look, Cara Dune, Remnant Trooper were out there. Like we have spoken with our teams and we are going to rerun those around the same time that the Razor Crest launches. Uh, so yeah, basically, again, this gets back to like, there, there's no reason why we wouldn't all be on the same page here. Like if there is truly demand out there for reruns of figures, like we want to satisfy that, there's no reason why we wouldn't. So we are basically kind of always talking with uh, markets and retailers and seeing what that demand is and considering reruns. Excellent. Thank you. Absolutely. No problem. Uh, Arnie, back to you. So regarding the Black Series, you know, just a few years ago, we had the 40th anniversary of Star Wars, and then uh, you guys had the definitive updates to the first wave of Kenner figures. And then similarly with the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back, you guys did what seemed like definitive versions of those. And we're only a couple of years away from 40th of Return of the Jedi. So given all of that, what is your greatest opportunity or what excites you most about this Lucasfilm 50th anniversary initiative and gives you something you couldn't do otherwise with all these 40ths coming along? Yeah, no, it's, it, it's a great question. I think there's two things. One, like, you know, you're right. We did the uh, 40th anniversary of A New Hope uh, four years ago, you know, and we'll see what happens in the future. But you know, obviously with the original Kenner Deco, with the original 96, like these were products that, you know, we thought were cool. Uh, obviously there's been a great reaction from fans. And so they were cool to get out there and we didn't want to wait another, whatever it would be, six, seven years to do that. So uh, that's the case kind of with the original trilogy. 
But then to your point, those 40th anniversary celebrations have been kind of original trilogy focused. And there's just, you know, obviously that's 77 to 83. And obviously the original trilogy is key, but there's just a huge sweep of 50 years of history there. Um, and, you know, Phantom Menace is a great example, right? Like that's a significant milestone in the Lucasfilm 50 years journey. That doesn't kind of fit into this. We'd have to wait, whatever, uh, 23 years or whatever it is to do that, uh, 17 years. Uh, and so we really love the opportunity to kind of celebrate those major milestones in, you know, Star Wars, obviously, as our portion of the Lucasfilm 50th uh, over the past 50 years in a way that we were more limited with the 40th anniversary celebrations of the OT. Okay, thanks. Absolutely. David, what do you got? For the uh, original 96, you guys mentioned you were kind of going back to that. Do you have a sort of timeline set for when fans will be able to see that completed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we mentioned this on the live stream. We don't have a specific time frame. And, and the reason is, you know, there's still a lot to do. Uh, and there are some that would be new tools. There are some that would be kind of, you know, some uh, progressive updates uh, like we did recently. Um, and so I, I think we wouldn't want to put a time frame on it just because that would it, it would be far out because um, we're, we're definitely not going to do these all in one year. As we said in the live stream, you know, we'll we'll pepper them throughout the line and do a few a year, uh, maybe like this year, uh, sometimes a few more. But we didn't want to put an end date uh, just because we can't know that we would be able to hit that. And, and we don't want to cause frustration by setting a, a target that we ultimately couldn't hit. Right. Uh, a follow up to that would be that I hope that you guys keep doing the vintage packaging, even though when even though you've completed it, because I think fans. Oh, will... yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I think I've read that rumor out there. Yeah, there, there are whenever we do complete the original 96 and vintage, the vintage collection will definitely go on. That won't sunset for any reason. No, there's always rumors about the vintage collection ending there. there that's not the case. Cool. All righty. Volker, back to you. Yeah, good to hear it's going to continue. Um, another distribution question, this time about the vintage collection. What a surprise. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> some figures are getting short back, like the Amuro. And then we got uh, Darth Maul three times in a wave. Uh, I don't think that makes any sense. I mean, if you got like four figures in a case, eight a case, can you keep the two per figure or uh, actually eight the markets with solid cases? Like if you short back the Amuro or short back a clone in upcoming waves or anything, can you then uh, provide the markets with solid cases in order for yeah. the dealers to catch up and for the collectors to find what they want? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there's a couple things in there. We do, I think, you know, three or four years ago, we, we tried to, we tried to, you know, do more of, you know, oh, this character should be out three times in this wave and then carry forward, carry forward. You know, we saw that obviously in 2016 with some of our Black Series figures got out there a lot. I think we were trying to kind of predict the demand for different figures and, I think we've moved more towards, you know, kind of an even spread of, you know, like you're saying, Volker, if there's four figures, two in, two in, two in. I think with Maul, just Maul being like such an iconic character, being such a cool design, uh, it, it, you're shaking your head. Maybe you don't <laughs> like that enough. But uh, and Clone Wars season, season seven just being so amazing. Like we thought that that was a case where it would make sense to put a little more out. You know, I think if we do a Boba Fett or a Mandalorian, like Mark said, I think we would we might make a similar exception but those are exceptions rather than the rules and, and then you're right like obviously you know case pack slots in an assortment are very limiting right either you you double or triple the amount of product that goes out there solid uh, packs that give us much more flexibility to meet that demand more and more markets are going to that uh, you know some markets are exclusively ordering on solids uh, and i think that's a trend that we'll continue to see happen okay thanks absolutely mark you're up 
I'm up again. Uh, now, this was an observation I made looking at your vintage collection ATST driver. Um, a while ago, I interviewed Robert Watts, and he was very proud that his character, Lieutenant Watts, was the only character in, in the Star Wars saga at that time named after the guy that played him. And I did notice that the sculpt looked very much like Richard Marquand, who was the other ATST driver. So, is there ever any potential to do a Robert Watts version, a Lieutenant Watts ATST driver at some point in the vintage collection? Yeah, so I'm, that that is a fun cameo, and at the moment we currently don't have any plans uh, for for that for that version of that character. Um, it's something that, like, moving forward, if if we were to revisit any of these, it it could be on the table. It 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 all kind of depends on like that just point in time about like whether we can get it out there, whether it makes sense to do that kind of a thing. But um, it's something that's certainly on the table if we were to revisit those characters. Um, at the moment, yeah, it, it's uh, the sculpt, at least for this one, is definitely based more on the Richard Marquand. I'm um, inspired by that. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank cool. you. Arnie. Kind of going to uh, Volker's question about pre-orders. I, you know, none of the 50th anniversary figures, the archive, the vintage, the black series were available on Hasbro pulse. Some other sites put those up. Are the non-exclusive 50th anniversary figures going to be available on pulse? Um, so, so I did check with our pulse team. The archive uh, is in stock right now, that first wave and available on pulse, uh, except for Cody, uh, kind of to Volker's question, they order against the solids. Um, Cody was basically a great performer and sold out more quickly than the others, but the other three are still available on Pulse. Uh, the other programs that we revealed are obviously retail exclusives. And again, that, you know, retail exclusives, they give us the opportunity to do things we otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. And we would not have been able to build out this 50 year uh, celebration without those. Uh, but, I, you know, I think we will see all retailers, all major retailers kind of get a get an exclusive piece of the, the Lucasfilm 50th uh, as we go throughout the year. Okay, great. Absolutely. David? So my question is, uh, between the Black Series and the Vintage Collection, it's great that you guys have different characters or different versions of characters in both lines. But I know that there's a lot of collectors who do want both figures in both sizes. So um, when you make these figures, like Darth Maul in the Vintage Collection, the, clone, the new one, for example, um, is that made already for the Black Series and it's just scaled down? Can you talk about how hard it is to re-release something in a larger size later on. Yeah, it's interesting. Again, kind of in everything, we try to strike a balance. Um, and so I think we, you know, we don't want to just carbon copy everything from one line to the other, uh, but we also don't want to be mutually exclusive because there are some key characters that we should get in each. Um, you know, I think we try to keep a focus on what the kind of main goal is for each fan base. Obviously, we know the vintage collection is is more about world building and more about kind of the vehicles and the play sets. And so, you know, without saying any specifics, you know, we will see some characters revealed later this year in the vintage collection, not in the black series. And it's because they tie into those kind of larger world building expressions that uh, we've either announced or will announce. Uh, black series is obviously more about the figures themselves. Uh, and it is more of an involved process than obviously having that sculpt uh, is helpful, but tooling is kind of mutually exclusive and that's a consideration as well. And, yeah. And, and also to your question about like what changes have to be made between the scales, obviously Patrick said tooling, but also like uh, shrinking a character down or blowing them up. There are certain details that might get lost in a sculpt yeah. so that they have to be modified. So it's not necessarily as easy as just taking the sculpt and blowing it up or shrinking it down. There are, 
considerations have to be taken into account when uh, going between the two different scales. Um, so that that is another consideration on a lot of those characters. That's a great point. Thanks. Cool. All righty. Volker, bring us home. Final <laughs> round. Yeah, the last one here. It's more like a um, stunning kind of thing. It's like the live stream. No Rogue One love. <laughs> There's an anniversary. No love for Rogue One. Fifth anniversary, absolutely. There's, this is the great thing about Star Wars, right? Is there's just too much. There's obviously 50-year history. There's the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, we heard, I think in this interview, maybe a different one about kind of the original trilogy. Uh, but we did say uh, on one of our live streams last year that the Rogue One was going to be, Rogue One fifth anniversary was going to be a, a mini beat for us. Uh, so it's definitely not going to be as large as the Lucasfilm first 50 years or uh, Mandalorian. Uh, but, you know, obviously we got the Tanta 4 playset, which is in F4 packaging, but Rogue One adjacent. We got the Vader. And I will say we have not seen the last of Rogue One in 2021. So uh, without saying what's coming down the pipe, take there is more Rogue One coming. We'll take your word for I take your yep. word for it. <laughs> you, you can hold me to that. Uh, all righty, Mark. My last one. Uh, you've got some classically inspired figures with Greedo, Ben, and the Jawa, but can we ever hope to see some classically inspired mini-rigs for either the Vintage Collection or the Black Series, or both? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a cool idea. Like, obviously, we, we've learned a lot kind of from our past vehicle expressions. Uh, like I said, vehicles have a place. Uh, it's it, Again, it's all about kind of finding that balance of, you know, there's a ton of things we could do, uh, but it's finding kind of the right ones to do. So uh, it's a cool idea. It's something we've talked about, and we'll see. Excellent. Thank you. Absolutely. Arnie, final question. So there's a lot of new Star Wars media coming down the pike that was announced, you know, late last year with Bad Batch and Obi-Wan and Cassian Andor and Boba Fett series and all of this. And, you know, when it comes to recent media like uh, Rise of Skywalker, there are still some figures yet to be made. And I know there's still quite a bit of demand for some of those figures from some people. So how do you guys plan on being able to kind of keep up with the main characters from all of this and balance all the different media expressions, especially when we start getting back to new movies with the figure, you know, numbers per year that you guys have been yeah. putting out? Yeah, it, it'll be a good, it'll be a great problem to have in 2023. Uh, obviously, when that that movie comes back. But you're right. Even in 2022, you know, without kind of speaking to any specifics, you know, we because I can't remember exactly what's been publicly revealed. But like we know, there's a lot coming down the pipe, as you said. Um, you know, obviously, we're currently planning our 2022 line. Uh, you know, no no surprise since we're already into 2021 here, and we're trying to balance all of those things out. Um, you know, I will say that in both the, the Black Series and Vintage Collection, obviously over the past few years, and, you know, we've had some kind of gaps here and there to be able to go back and fill in a lot of the uh, original trilogy characters. And, you know, again, as I said, that will continue to be a focus, uh, but it does kind of give us the breathing room then in 2022 to, to be able to explore some of those uh, new entertainment sources. And obviously, you know, we will, we will see which ones make sense to do again for each uh, fan base. Uh, we'll see which ones make sense to kind of do expansively like we would do for a movie or kind of, you know, pepper a couple characters in. Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future looks like, but it's, it's a great future. You know, I think we, we could see some growth on. Uh, yeah. We're, we're all excited and hopefully you guys are too. Thank you very much. No problem. Uh, David, bring us home. All right. So um, this panel, you guys have asked so many of my questions. I've been making <laughs> all of my questions up. 
Um, okay. so this one will be my, uh, I guess, the last one. So um, not sure if you're allowed to talk about this, but being 2020, a lot of people have been home. I was wondering if sales have been a lot better and if that means more product for us as well, or if yeah. it's just kind of, um, or do you guys just kind of go like, okay, every year is kind of be this much product, this much product. Just yeah. I, yeah. I mean, to say that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll think of what I'm allowed to say, but you know, obviously our CEO said earlier this week, Star Wars sales were up 70%, which is fantastic. It's amazing. And, you know, I think it speaks to the the strength of Star Wars, the the strength of fans. He specifically called out Black Series and Vintage Collection. Uh, they're they are key parts of the line, uh, which is why they're not. Neither one of them are going anywhere. Um, he he called them out. They're they're critical to the line. Um, and yeah, it's it's an exciting time for Star Wars in terms of the the numbers of figures. You know, we'll see we'll see what the right balance is. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think you will see more here in 21 uh, than last year. You know, I've already kind of publicly said that directionally, generally uh, for the vintage collection, um, you know, whether you can parse out whether those are new tools or repacks or whatnot, but but there is more coming. Um, and then this kind of piggybacks on Arnie's question as well, like with so much coming, you know, there is a need for it as well. So um, without saying specifically what's coming in the future, obviously, Star Wars is doing well. We've got a lot of great new content coming, and so the future's bright. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you guys all so much. We've said this on all of the other ones. Uh, this is our last one for the day, I think, uh, to allow some folks from the West Coast, um, uh, and obviously also from the UK and Germany. Uh, this, is, this is fantastic. Obviously, know that you guys are literally from around the world uh, here in Germany, the UK, the US, multiple time zones. Um, I know it's not easy during the workday, uh, but we really appreciate it. Like this is, first of all, it's just fun for us to kind of ignore meetings and ignore emails and be able to kind of geek out about Star Wars for a few hours. Uh, but then it's also just really helpful for us. Obviously, kind of the questions that you guys ask are the critical questions on the the minds of the the fans who kind of that's that's our whole business. And so uh, having these allows us to know what's on your minds and on their minds. And so that's really helpful for us in. Uh, kind of shaping things for the future so so we really appreciate it and we look forward to when we can do it again thanks again to the hasbro star wars team both for the reveal and their time with the interview it's kind of a slow period right now as we're between waves and waiting for the retro Mando wave, and so it's good to know this stuff's coming very soon. And until next time, may the pegs be stopped and the Force be with you. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can find pictures of the toys reviewed, chat with other Star Wars collectors, and find hundreds of Star Wars Action News episodes at our website, SWActionNews.com. This podcast is created by Star Wars fans showing their love of Star Wars. You can also find Star Wars Action News on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The links to our social media sites are at SWActionNews.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. 
We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at SWActionNews.com. You can also send us your latest store reports, figure reviews, and more. Email us an MP3 or iPhone voice memo at show at SWActionNews.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. Star Wars and all of the Star Wars universe contains is trademark and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. All rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2021. All rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Done, Zeb. Jar Jar Grievous. You just saying French Jar Jar. And until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the force be with you. I think it should be may it be in may may, may Hasbro Pulse have it in stock. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>